Well, it's another Sunday night. It's the 6th of March. Therefore, it's time to record another episode of the Malt Travel Podcast. We're up to number 31 this week. So I'm going to catch up with the gents. Um, and again, as I put in the Twitter feed, it's a bit of a look around the North East again. So Nick and I, we met him before, spent uh, New Year in Northumberland. So mainly based in Amble. So we're going to talk about the Amble. Again, you know, his regular trip to the tomb, and again, I think perhaps uh, a few new places, new places, so we'll catch that as well. So I'll move the music on. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we all? As you can tell, my voice has been swallowed by a frog, so I'm yeah. still blaming a, a very wet outing in Whitby, where we ended up um, drip drying in the Whitby brewery um, a couple of weekends ago. I'm sure I got the lurgy then, so I'm not used to northern there. weather, are you? You're not used to northern uh, weather. I've just had two days up in the Lake District, which is very nice, although it was 5 50 a pint. Um, but I, I've got to say, the Hawkshead Gold was on very good form at the Lakeside uh, Lakeside Hotel. Um, I, I tried the bitter, but I wasn't an man with the bitter. So, but that's no, if you can find gold. somebody to serve you. Yeah, no, they were doing all right. Actually, they, they, I think they're really focused on weddings and mm. lots of uh, British, you know, tourists. And it was it was steady, really. The boats weren't running, the train wasn't running yet. Um, but it, it was all right. So, Nicholas, Bruce, how are we? Fine, well, fine. That's All right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose we should uh, acknowledge what's going on in the world, really. Uh, everybody enthralled to uh, an idiot madman who's in, attempting to impose a bill on everybody and cause untold misery. But that's enough about the bloke who runs Brewdog. What else is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit scary. We were saying, we were sat, actually we sat in a beer yesterday with, in one of the bars and we got talking and we all stayed the same. You know, you just can't imagine it, can you? You know, well, I think a lot of people have been watching that as, on Friday when, there's a lot of families and the, the fathers are putting their kids on the train and wife on the train. They were staying to fight and, you know, they've been given a gun and some bullets and that was it. And, you know, saw these bloody Russian tanks coming towards them. So Quite it's unbelievable, really, isn't it? Bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have to feel for them and feel the world's got to be a very different place for a long time to come, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So no more there? Russian no more Russian beer. Um, we might try and... I know Bruce will be trying to find some Ukrainian beer. Um, but it, like you say, it tells everybody's buying it up as kind of a act of solidarity. Yeah, solidarity, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Nicholas, how are you? All right, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I was shopping for beer, but I went in on bargains and got a big can of Astrid. All right, Thornbridge. Ah, Thornbridge, yeah. Uh, juicy, juicy pale. Uh, one one pound sixty nine. Ooh, didn't right. think that was a bad price. Mine, well, didn't have many left on the shelf, but I, I can really snap it because I I just had a quick oh. look in my garage and I've got my. Um, <laughs> I've got my Thornbridge. Now, I'm on them. I'm not at this one. This is a McConnell's Creamy Vanilla Stout. It's only a, a five percenter, so it's quite tame for them. Um, and Bruce, I was I was hearing today, actually on the Opinions podcast, that I didn't know this. Brew York have now got something. Is it called Big Toucan, which is their take on Guinness? They were so oh, right. uh, peed off with people going into the brew into Brew York tap and saying, Guinness, "Have you got yeah. Have you got Guinness?" So apparently they've actually, they've actually made, I think it's a 4.8%, and, it, and it's labelled as nothing in it. It's a straight-up stout. We haven't fucked about with it. There's no, you know, tonka beans in it or, or bloody lac- yeah. lactose. It's just, uh, and, and probably it's their take on. They call it, surprisingly, not, well, a bit, a bit, bit cheeky. They've called it Big Toucan. Oh, so, yeah, I've got to try that. would be interesting yeah. to see what it's like, won't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So so we'll see what it's like, really. Through their interpretation so, without making it too well, that'd be excellent. Yeah. And I presume it's, I guess this Thornbridge one's a bit like that as well, because it's about five two, so it's it's quite tame. Um, their their box is late this month for some reason. I know they've been quite busy, 
Um, but it's uh, I got a note saying it's it's been dispatched, but it's on its way. And because one thing we've got to decide, guys, they've got their peak ender festival back on now. And I know, in fact, they've just um, announced this week that the lake, that new lake lakeside brewery, the one we mentioned that were the ex Hawks said, guys, um, they're going to be one of the, one of the key uh, beers or brewers. Sorry, uh, focus the peak ender. So mm. I think that is something. It's been like, beer week in Sheffield this uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, it? it's beer week in Sheffield. We've Sheffield also got um, uh, Molten Beer Towns being announced as well. That's coming up in the not, not so not so far distant future. Does that say April? I think it was. I've got some. Um, I've got some more news about Molten as well. So right, I'm trying to persuade Nick and Bruce because uh, the beer town in Molten are offering a fifty pound ticket for unlimited samples. <laughs> So, um, it only lasts one day, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think it starts on Friday to Saturday, I think. But the ticket, fifty-pound tickets, only valid one day. Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, is it? Is that encouraging irresponsible yeah. drinking? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd have thought so. To get me money's worth, then I'd be taking it home in an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that is then. So yeah, so the policy that is, we're going to have a look around. Well, I've called it a beer ramble around Amble because uh, Nick and I we spent no, uh, New Year up in Northumberland. Um, but again, I've tapped on as well. Oh, Bruce's, but you were you were up in Newcastle, I think, half term, weren't you, with the family? Well, it was a week last Friday. Well, yes, it was jolly good for you. Lovely you day. Send us a few nice pictures. Um, I know you visited a couple of places that are new, actually, that we, we mentioned in previous podcasts. So, quick beery highlights. So, Colin Bruce, so you've been back to the. We talked about the Centurion back in episode uh, 29. We did, we did. And um, yeah. last I said, rather be that we've popped <laughs> by the Centurion loads of times. But me and uh, Ben popped in after we've been to see a tomb play a few weeks ago, and it was round with people. And where that big um, mural is on the wall, that big painting, uh, that was actually in the time it was covered by a, a pull down uh, TV screen. Now oh, I can actually see yeah. a projector above it. This is what's baffled me yeah. because it's kind of it must, it must have been a freestanding one. Um, but of course, we went on the, we went on the train and um, went in. Uh, which Chrissy wanted a coffee, uh, and fantastic. Happens early Friday morning. It was quite nice. Well, lots of people having their breakfast there. There's a, a cafe attached to it, but there's a little hole in the wall, uh, hole in the door, door rather. When you go through, you uh, uh, bring your breakfast back in there. They'll serve it to you there, and it is absolutely stunning when you see without the people in daylight. I mean, it, it is undoubtedly it is uh, as it was yeah. intended. It must be. Uh, the finest, um, it was designed to be the best first class lounge of any station in the yeah, world. You, you sent a picture there again for those on YouTube. Bruce had done a couple of pictures, and there's a there's like a history board, isn't it? And it says it was designed by George Hudson, obviously the, the railway king in 1839, to be the best first world class lounge in any station in the world. And the job John Dobson designed interior is decorated with tiles made by Bermantoffs or Bermantoffs of Leeds and a value date over 3.8 million pounds. So, wow, yeah. Um, and it's grade one listed status. So again, it's, you know, we've mentioned these before. There are quite one or two of these very fine ex first class waiting uh, waiting lounges. Uh, it looks like a good job. So, um, and what's it saying now? It's now locally owned and independently run yeah. by the Sanderson family, which is interesting. Not, so not a not a not a chain or anything. Yeah, no. no. I mean, Sally, if you look at the YouTube, the uh, ambience is rather spot by that bald headed man in a dress who was going and he stagged them, obviously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that'll be the problem because this will be a, a, a key and coming on stage for standing as well in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah that's state in the morning. Yeah, uh, extraordinary fusion um, of a uh, modern modern culture and this incredible yeah. uh, uh, interior design, just astonishing, really. But yeah, we got out in Newcastle. I mean, we uh, went around town a bit, went to Granger Market for some. Uh, 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 lunch, Granger Market, got a fantastic collection of street food now, and of course it's undercover, um, really bringing the market back to life. Uh, then we headed up to um, 
South Shields uh, via the south uh, uh, side of the river. Um, the only trouble being that um, we were limited south side of the river because the metros only run one line. But to give me the chance to stop off at the uh, barber shop where I uh, keep going desperately open to get a barber jacket that fits me at a bargain price. There's plenty of bargains, but I can't get one to fit me, sadly. Uh, so that's at Bead at Jarrow. Then we pressed up to South Shields. Um, you can't afford to sell them jackets with all material to fit you, Bruce. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're you looking horse down, section, Bruce. Looking horse section. Oh, Bruce. Yeah. Make it a horse jacket that'll fit you. Yeah. It's so annoying. There's <laughs> zillions of small and mediums and large, but anything for me, I can't get yeah. it. We pressed on the South Shields, um, and um, sadly, wouldn't quite show the uh, marine and things uh, narrow boat thick. So we did pop into the Alum. I quite like the Alum. It's by the Banks River. Um, I think it's uh, a Marston's own pub, but it's got a lovely little. Uh, um, cozy ambience, uh, really good prices, but of course there are two fantastic pubs in South Shields. But we had our dark with us. Don't think we could get them in there really, because there's the mm. uh, the Marine, is it there? And uh, the uh, what's the one called? Nick the Narrowboat, the one me and you went to. No, is it the Steamboat? The Steamboat, yeah, uh, Steam Packet uh, Steamboat. And the other one, the yeah. Marine, the, the one on the Marine Roads, be voted uh, Northeast Pub of the Year. So we'll have to visit those. Uh, so we jumped across on the ferry, uh, got went up to uh, uh, Tynemouth. Um, Great buy. You can buy a day ticket, actually, for the transport system in Tyneside. It's bonkers. It's about six quid, £15 for a family. It can use all the buses, the local trains, the metro, and even the ferry all day long. So it's great value for getting about. Um, that's how public transport should be, shouldn't it, Brooks? Really? It's all integrated. It's absolutely right. You know, telling us about, oh, you know, you can't use your cars at the price of fuel going up. I mean, you know, around here, you're looking there's a bus an hour. Yeah. Going to one or two destinations, so yeah, it's made it there. So yeah. say we went to Tyneside, um, and went down to the, the beach under the shadow of Time of Castle, and I actually managed to get a seat at the uh, Surf Shack. That's places evening summer. Uh, it's very famous, Riley Surf Shack. Uh, the seafood's amazing, but you have to book for that. But that space is on the uh, veranda, so that was quite lovely. Um, and then we headed back to town, uh, and then we walked from. Um, if you ever go to time out, you just go by the look. If you were facing the castle, there's a path from the right hand side. It takes you right down the banks of the Tyne, and it's about a 30 minute walk uh, by the banks of the Tyne. It'll bring you to the fish key at North Shields. Uh, a little about the fish key and never been before, actually. Um, and apparently, it's now it's the most um, up and coming leisure destination. Uh, in the north, uh, and it is quite good because it's quite authentic. I mean, it's where the uh, fishing fleet comes, and they've got you actually have got the proper fish market in the front of you, uh, and then behind it, you've just got this incredible array of bars, restaurants that cater for all tastes. There's high end places, um, there's a proper, as you can see from there from YouTube, that proper uh, boozers pubs there. Um, there's two more that are in the process of reopening. Incredibly uh, vibrant destination and much better price than the city centre. Digging that South Smith pub, bros. Sadly, I was going to say the only block, the, the, the Rail Ale pub, the uh, uh, the Wooden Dolly, uh, mm. that was closed. I was speaking to the chap in the uh, juke shed there and he was saying it only open for a few weeks, mm. looking for someone to run it like so many. Uh, but the big find was the um, uh, salt market, a uh, huge warehouse uh, in the old salt factory slash salt market. Um and you go up there, and it's almost as we now these B halls get more and more popular, but it suits its purpose really well. I mean, they had um, say they had 10 ale, 10 very different ales on um, a couple of casts there. Um, about four or five places getting street food, it's about five o'clock when we were there, but uh, they probably sell out every night. Um, and these places seem to be coming uh, uh, more and more popular now, don't they? Obviously, we've got Brew York here in York, but they had some really uh. 
unusual beers. I tried, uh, for Michael's benefit, one of the uh, sour fruit beers, which was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. Uh, like, yeah, yeah those, not, those breweries in there, you've got out there, you've got Owl, Owling Hops I've, I've heard of. Yeah. Like you say, you, Bruce has took a picture of the beer board there, and there's, there's 10 keg beers on. Um, Howling Hops out there, uh, Black Lodge, and then there were two casks on out there. So again, so I've not heard about their brewery, so I presume the northeast base. After, yeah, so definitely yeah. worth a, a trip yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, so they made it back to town um, uh, and um, jumped on the ferry across. Got the, the last ferry of the night, actually. They're currently stopping at seven. They're going to start running again, I think, from uh, till half 11 from the 1st of April. I went back into uh, Newcastle uh, Centre. We're going to head towards the quayside, but they're adults with us. And I have to say, even by, even by seven o'clock on a Friday night, things were uh, heating up quite considerably <laughs> around yeah. Newcastle City Centre. It was quite um, uh, an awful lot of gangs of lads out there, and it was quite um, quite intimidating, really, if you've been totally honest about it. So we went for Italian. But, but yeah, great doubt. For, in terms of, uh, say, with that travel ticket, uh, you can cover a lot of ground in Newcastle in a day. Uh, we normally pop to South Shields as well. Never got time to do that. Um, of course, there's all these new craft um, uh, ale um, establishments open, the um, railway arches. Now we need to go check out all those. And of course, normally our first part called the Crown Passada. But um, yeah, and also, of course, I know me and Nick said, we've never, ever been to Gateshead where mm. there's a few inches of the good beer guy, didn't there, really? So loads to up there. Well, that's right, yeah. No, it's, in, it's interesting. We, we had that chat yesterday, actually. We went out, just had a couple of beers out in the afternoon and um, a couple of our, like the local bars that I go to. And we had that conversation, actually, in both bars about most people in there said they would never think about staying out now past, like, six o'clock. Yeah. Everybody said, you know, what they tend to do now is either they finish work earlier on a Saturday, just go out kind of, you know, three or four o'clock, yeah, yeah. four or five beers, and like you said, just then go home. Um, and, and and nobody nobody would think about going out on a Saturday at eight or nine o'clock at night. It was, it was funny, really. That yeah, there's been a sea change in culture, hasn't it? I mean, I've been yeah. to the well this afternoon with my friend. We were there at half past four till about six, and it was busy then. But he was yeah. saying tonight, uh, it's almost a shame, really. Because the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the streets in Newcastle on Friday night did belong to sort of couples, it was just big gangs of lads, and it's uh, yeah. not great. But we're in the daytime, of course, the heaving, so yeah, it's been a massive, massive uh. Change your drink well, habits by the pandemic. I haven't been too far. So I've mainly been in my, my locals here. So I just put, put my photos up this week. Mellard's on the, for those on YouTube and left there. They've had a couple of North Brewing beers in. Uh, at a Pomona Island in there yesterday. Um, mm. So that's been on good form. That's been, again, ticking over nicely. And then the place I've been going to a couple more times is the kind of little crafty bar, um, the Hot Water Cellar. I've had a few good chats with the, the guy in there. Again, when I go on, it's fairly quiet. And again, keeping up that um, northeast. That last two toys I've been in there, I've been on the full circle beers, and they're obviously from Newcastle. Um, and I, well, I've been finished on their tipper, but it's nine point eight percent. So that's a bit in the middle. It's, it's a bit, bit orangey for Nick, but it's quite a nice beer. Although Bruce, remember I was in there a couple of weeks ago, and I was telling you that oh yeah, join me in there, and some lads have come in, and they he had he always has a really strong impy stout on. And that particular, it was Tartarus beer from Leeds, which I'd not heard about before. Oh, no. And he, he was saying that they're a fairly small, newish bar, uh, beer in uh, brewery, sorry, in Leeds. And they specialise in kind of quite strong beers. And they had they had something called Abaddon, which was 17%. Uh, it was called a Monster Stout, uh, which had 15 different malts in it. It was £13 a pint. 
uh, and it was something like I think five eighty for a third, and um, he reckoned it would last. It would be gone in a week, but I, I must admit I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dare go for a seventeen percent scout <laughs> in the middle of the afternoon. A couple, a couple of lads who were on a bit of a tour. They they both had a third each, and it was like. Mm, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting, really. So it buys a certain warmth of that that strength. Oh. It gets a warmth, doesn't it? Yeah, I tell you, yeah, yeah. But again, um, uh, prices are slightly kind of, I guess, slightly um, going on. I know somebody's tweeting today about put a couple of pubs have put their beers up by 20 p. Uh, I think that's kind of a bit like the petrol is what we're heading for, isn't it? Really? And Nick, uh, well, I've just well, put basic, this picture. Basic, basic minimum wage is going up first of April. Yeah, true. And that's quite um, a jump this year. So. Yeah. And then it's not just that it's not just the wage, it's the contribution that employees have to make towards pensions yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's insurance. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's the equivalent of uh, somebody over the age of 22, 23 now, you're paying them 11, 12 quid an hour. So just for those on uh, on uh, on YouTube again on, on the pictures, there's a picture of a very very wet Nick there. This was our little soiree into Whitby. We probably have to catch up on actually because we did manage to get into a couple of newish pubs while we were in Whitby and, and different pubs, so we perhaps need to do that one, Nick. Um, looks looks like I'm wearing a pair of them them women's leggings that are like bin liners, but uh, very wet. Very wet. Yeah, they're, they're, oh. they're, they're my outdoor trousers, my waterproof trousers, Bruce. That were, we were very, 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 very wet. Yeah, we were, we were we were trying to kind of dodge storm units, and we thought we're doing all right. Actually, we got to the first pub, uh, pretty dry and had a nice pint, and just just we finished that pint off, started to tap on the window with the rain. So we thought, well, we'll tell you what, we're about three, three and a half miles from Whitby at that point. Oh, so we no. said, well, we'll head, but we'll head back in and we'll head, we'll head to the brewery. So by the time we got to the brewery, about an hour later, we were absolutely proverbial, yeah, wet through. So <laughs> it was um, a bit drizzly. But then within within what half an hour, Nick, it was bright blue sky. Well, in fact, we had all yeah. our kids off. We managed yeah. to get a lovely table you can see there on YouTube in front of the big the big glass doors. Yeah. Uh, and most we got mostly dried off, but I'm still thinking that's when I got my lurgy here. So yeah. uh, <laughs> and Nick, you mentioned going up to the uh, uh the Royal Oak in in Malton, and apparently Steve's putting his price up as well, is he? Yeah, three sixty now, which is still good. Uh so he's put his up by 20p, but once again. Had a quick walk out yesterday afternoon. Started with the uh, Yorkshire Blackout, which is Cropton, or we were talking about this, either call them Cropton Brewery, C84 Co, or the Great Yorkshire Brewery. But in fact, the new inn at Cropton is up for sale. Wow. Uh, but it's a bit ambiguous when you read the reading, whether the actual brewery is, is part of the deal or not. Uh, and I can't remember how much it's for. One and a half million quid, I think. So you would mm. hope that you're going to get the brewery in that. But as I say, when you read the, the description of the premises... I don't know. It mentions a brewery, but it doesn't say you're buying the brewery. And I'm just wondering whether they have moved the brewery onto an industrial estate or whether they're going to carry on brewing once they, you know, concentrate on that now rather than running the pub. Mm. Uh, anyway, nice pipe to start off. That's a 5%. That's a vanilla stout. And then I just went on the White Dragon. I say I never used to really like Rudgate beers, but um, it seems that they're still going, you know, fairly sensible, not messing about with flavour. So I had a pint of that. And then I walked back down into Malton just across Keys. They had uh, what they had West Westgate Brewery, which is Wakefield, uh, classic blonde, and it was actually nice for a blonde because it wasn't citrusy. And mm. the good thing in there was I got in there about uh, five six o'clock, and the whole of the main bar area was full, full of people eating. Uh, mm. Seems they've got a proper chef in there now because he actually had to walk out. I didn't eat, of course, but he had a quick walk round, making sure that food was all right, which is always a good sign when a bloke, you know, has got the balls to come out of his kitchen and actually ask people face to face. Um, and as I say, it was pleasantly full. I mean, I just got the last little table. Um, so it was nice to see them ticking over nicely. And they had what they had, they had bolt maker, uh, 
I said they had uh, Westgate Brewery. Uh, they always have Abbeydale, Abbeydale Resolution on in there as well. A uh, bit more expensive, three ninety five. Uh, other news from Malton is that uh, the Royal Oak uh, has got new uh, tenants, landlord, landlady. So that should be opening. That's the, that's the Royal Oak in the marketplace itself, which is a classic cracking location. That's at the bottom of the marketplace. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of Salt Salt Brewery, which is obviously one of Osset's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, businesses. Seems that they're buying out all the stew and oysters now and converting to theirs. So there's still wow. the rumour that uh, the, the stew and oyster in Moulton is going to become a salt outlet, which will obviously improve on the beer offering in there as well. So that wow. could be a positive move. Uh, they're becoming a very big brand now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Lady, lady who was going to go into the spot, cow I was told, uh, read the small print and suddenly discovered that uh, one of the clauses on the release was that uh, the estate could uh, take the pub back off her within six months, six months' notice. Which, once again, if you're a landlord, landlady, you're investing into a building, although it has been completely refurbished, you know, uh, to only have six months' notice is a bit bit naughty, really. Um, so mm. it, it sounds like she's not she's not going in there now. And I also believe that the new Moulton business is up for sale. Uh, I need to look into that a bit more. Uh, Gemma and Ant, I think I know where they're going to be moving to. I think they're staying in town. Uh, but that's interesting as well. I was told that business is up for sale for £97,500. Uh, for the business, because obviously the building is owned by Fitzwilliam Estate. Uh, but if they move into another premises in town and then somebody else comes and takes New Moulton on, That'd that could good. theoretically give us another outlet for uh, for real ale, because I say Gemma's always been uh, been very good with her uh, real ale offerings. So that's about my news from Moulton. Oh, I've got I've got some other news, Moulton, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll I'll keep it back then. Some more news about pubs in Moulton that I've picked up this week as well. So, um, moving to some beer news, that takes on my out, which will be here next slide anyway. So, first of all, some sad news, actually. I know me and Bruce yeah. uh, shared this earlier on, and we mentioned it, this pub a couple of times. Uh, and one of our early, uh, very early, early venues, that's certainly our first beer trips, and that's the Cricketers Arms in Keithley, which was one of the Timothy, well, it was the Timothy Taylor's pub, was it? It was a... Uh, um, it says worth worth brews up there on their sign, yeah. um, but obviously where we we were regulars there when we went to Keithley, yeah. but unfortunately uh, it's no longer a viable business. Very so sad. Closing, I think this week I think it closed unfortunately. So yeah. it, it wasn't it really a big was, spot, was it? No, it was stuck, stuck down a side road, <laughs> wasn't it? You, would ne you never you never passed it by, would you? Yeah. Yeah. You never walked past it, so, so you have to know really where it was. That's a shame. So yeah, the other news is I picked up this week that the gate, um, the gate in which is one of Again, quite an old pub in Malton, but one that infamous pub shut yeah. for quite a while. Um, apparently, it's going to be renamed the Philly and Flagon. <laughs> um, and I did pick up. Did I pick up who's? It was a. I think it's Punch Taverns. Obviously, still own it. So that's uh, that's the planning permission that had gone in to rename it and I say put a new pub sign out. Um, the Philly. And not Flagon. much. Not much going to change there, though. It's Punch Taverns. That was the problem yeah. before when they had it before. They couldn't find anybody to run it, so. The issue was the people they put in there. So that was the bit of news there. And I think, you know, we, we perhaps need to do an, an uh, update on Malton because we haven't actually done a podcast about Malton, despite the the, uh, <laughs> the podcast being named after the town. So perhaps that's maybe one, maybe to keep an eye on that and then maybe uh, I'll look at these new places. And I know, Bruce, you shared this with me, uh, which is quite, uh, again, contemporary because we talked about a lot. Um, yeah. The Londonist.com, they do quite a few of these, but they did the 11 best Sam Smith's pubs in London uh, this week that was kind of tweeted yeah, it was out. Read that, wasn't it? 
So I'll put them all together. So I, we, we, we've mentioned quite a few of these, but again, some looks look there's some interesting ones that um, I don't know, I haven't been to. So they're, they're, I don't know whether they numbered them in, I don't know what they numbered them in really, but their number one was the Princess Louise Holborn. So obviously Nick was there not so long back. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was the Champion in Fitzrovia. Which again, that's got some fantastic windows in there. Absolutely. I was, yeah, I was, I was going to go to that one, but I went to the, uh, I went to the Fitzroy Tavern instead. Yeah, I'm sure uh, you mentioned it's, it. It's, it's a smaller one-room pub, is that one? But yeah, they yeah. have the same glass windows, uh, spotting heroes and things like that in the windows. And apparently, the, um, the, uh, the, the, I'm looking at the window, windows here have WG Grace, which you can yeah. see again if you're on YouTube. Oh yeah, uh, Florence, Florence Nightingale, and Edward Wimper, the first person to climb the Matterhorn. Um, so very nice. Um, the next one I, again, I've not heard of is the Captain Kid in Wapping. Yeah. yeah, which apparently is kind of a bit like a right by the river. On the river, yeah. Um, trans- it'll transport you back to the time of pirates and smugglers. It says. So that's that one. Uh, number four is the City of York in Chantry Lane. That actually, looks impressive. I've been, I have been in that one. Been to that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think me and you first, in that one. I think Nick. that was first Sam Smith that we ever went in. Uh, they've got number five is the older Swiss cottage, which is in Swiss cottage, which again looks like a Swiss cottage, surprisingly. On a traffic uh, island. Yeah. Um, and, and nearby Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and what it says in the write up, it said, if you, nothing particularly outstanding about Swiss cottage, indeed, if you believe some of the food reviews on TripAdvisor, you'd be better off sourcing lunch than nearby Sainsbury's. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, and number six was the George and Vulture. In mm. a bank, which again looks quite an interesting uh, pub. Mm. Um, heated by stoves, pristine white tablecloths with waiters, straightened mm. out of a Dickens novel. Um, and apparently it features in the Pickwick Papers um, as possibly the melancholy tavern that Scrooge eats in before he reads The Haunting of the Lighthouse. So interesting. And then the next ones were, let me go down the slide, um, The Crown and Sugarloaf in Fleet Street. I think I've been passed. Uh, the Old Church of Cheese in Flint Street, we've mentioned that. I think, Bruce, that was yeah. one of your top London pubs. The Absolutely. Angel in Bermondsey, which is right again, right on the river. Um, the Yorkshire Grey in Fitzrovia, which I have been in the, in the Yorkshire Grey. And then the last one they've got here is the Town Wharf in Islewood, which is right on the river as well. So maybe. Yeah, I think there. that one's that one's almost on its own. I think that if that's yeah. on the South Bank. Yeah. Basically, there's nothing else around it, really. So one of that one survives. I think you can get off the ferry. Off the clipper, but you have to walk walk to it. I, I fancy doing it, but then I thought, looked it on uh, Google Earth. I thought it's a bit of a no man's land, really. If you don't know the area, you can't fit in with the locals. So, yeah, never quite got to that one. So, so it sits directly on the Heathrow flight path, apparently. Yeah. And sit sit on the deck and watch the planes come in. So, uh, very interesting. So, yeah, maybe maybe some for a future visit there as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if you Google that. So, Amble. So, Amble is a very quaint little fishing town up in Northumberland. It's kind of, I guess, halfway between Newcastle and Berwick, I guess, Nick, I would imagine, isn't it? It's not far from Annick. Yeah. Walkworth, that kind of middle middle there. Yeah. Very, very nice. Um, yeah. It featured on one of those winter walks um, that was kind of all the rage, wasn't it? In, in kind of Nick lockdown. Grimshaw did it, didn't he? With Nick Grimshaw, in fact. Yeah. I think the week after we'd been there, it was all over the bloody telly. The, the hairy bikers were there as well. Yeah. yeah. So it features quite well, really. So um, it's very, very, very picturesque. It's a small town. It's had quite a lot of development down by the docks, so lots of new buildings and some quite little bars oh, and kind of pods. Yeah, yeah, shops, up, yeah very, that was very nice. But then again, some kind of where Radcliffe's bar wasn't it? it was like that was kind of that was bigger mm. than pods, wasn't it? All, all very nice refurbished, still a working harbour. 
Um, so again, a lot of seafood and surprisingly, actually quite a few pubs. So I think what pub, obviously the camera guide, it, it suggests that there are 14 pubs. Oh, it, it lists 14 pubs in Amble. Um, unfortunately, many of them have the horrible red cask with the line to it, which means there's no Caspia there. Mm. Actually, we actually found a few other pubs that were not listed. So I think of the 14 that are on the screen there, I think we managed to get around six of them. Um, a couple of them, I think, was it that harbour that was shut permanently, wasn't it? A couple of them had obviously not reopened from um, uh, COVID, et cetera, because we kind of, were still, still just kind of coming out of that. So uh, quite an interesting array of pubs as well. In fact, there are some fairly old-fashioned-looking pubs and then some very newer ones, including one that's in the tourism, what, in what was the Tourist Information Centre, which uh, yeah. was quite an interesting experience, wasn't it? Especially when the, 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 mm. local, the local resident fell, fell backwards off the stool um, yeah. through drinking, <laughs> who had a, who'd had a lot of beer that night when we visited. Um, so there we go. Uh, but the find, and probably kept us both sane, I think, because right. we were there with yeah. family, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I'd done a little bit of kind of pre, um, pre-planning, and I picked up, there was a little brewery tap um, deep in the industrial estate <laughs> off the Annick Bypass, off the, sorry, <laughs> the Amble Bypass. It didn't particularly look very kind of enticing, didn't it, Nick? And I think when I'm, I must admit, we got dropped off on a, on a roundabout on a dual carriageway. And we literally, I think, did we call, did we go for a drink in the Amble Inn first? Can we did or not? I think we did, didn't uh, we? Yeah. Because the yeah, brewery didn't open until... One of the in collection, yeah. So there was, a, there's like a big chain pub on the, you know, typical kind of, you know, kiddies playground and whack out the food. And I think we ended up drinking at um, Sharps Atlantic Unf- in there, didn't we? Un- unfortunately, all they had on was Doom Bar. So we Doom, went on the Sharps yeah. Atlantic IPA, yeah. which is electric. And it was about £5.95. Because the, the brewery is in the, um, the brewery is in the little industrial center next door. We didn't open until four. So again, for those on YouTube, this is the picture. This is the first picture we took. Um, yeah. As you can see, it was kind of about, I don't know, three o'clock on New Year's Eve, or, well, not quite, you know, New Year's time. So it was getting quite dark. And then this little glow of light. And actually, when we got there, it was a bloody fantastic little place, wasn't it? Absolutely oh. healing. Yeah. Uh, we had to, I think we had to queue a couple of, couple of times. Uh, we were quite lucky. We, we just kind of timed it right. But we thought, well, we'll go at four and we'll be straight yeah. in there. But even yeah. at four, it was, people were queuing, weren't they, around the block? Yeah. The table. So it's a typical industrial unit. The, the brewery, um, is on the right as you go in the brewing bit. The the bars towards the right with a little cubicle toilet behind it. There's limited seating really in inside. Probably what about four or five tables inside. Inside, then, yeah. They managed again for those on YouTube. They managed to kind of have a quite a nice courtyard outside, which now they're co- completely covered with um, kind of t- uh, terracing and uh, plastic PVC sheets. So it's quite a nice sitting out area. So I think actually the first two times we went in, we sat outside and we did manage to gradually work our way in, didn't we? Even though uh, it was December. Yeah. There's a street vendor. Uh, there's always a chaining street vendor right outside, which Ooh. works really well. And it was it was unbelievable for, like you say, the mid- yeah, middle of January in a fairly, you know, say remote place, but it's a bit out of the way, Amble. It's certainly off the main drag. It's quite away from Newcastle or any big, you know, yeah, big yeah. Uh, population areas. Well, it's typical hinterland. As, as the town's expanded, they, they, they built a massive great big, was it Sainsbury's and Morrison's there? Mm. And then because of that, that's become like their industrial area. Uh, there's a, a, a park for, it's a travel company coaches. And then, yeah, you've got a, a line of units, industrial units, and, and the breweries ticking the end one. Yeah, and, and obviously was well known. Uh, so this is the Brewers Beer Company, who have been there not that long, uh, very much a family-run brewery. So that we were we were asking about who brewed the beer, and the, 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 the bar mate, well, my husband brews that beer. Um, yeah. Fairly small, fairly small concern, wasn't it? 
In fact, we thought it was all keg, but actually we actually managed to get inside inside and we told there was a, there were there were casks, so we we got on the cask as well and we had a good range of beers, didn't we really there? It was uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I picture the beer board there. So and again, quite nice in that they yes, they do their own beers, so they're the brewist beers for those that are looking on the uh, the uh, YouTube. Um, but then also really quite a few local and lots of local beers. So when we were in there, they had Wiper and True, that's from the Northeast Brewery, Tempest, Cowfold, and obviously Curdle, which is from London. Um, but mm. a fantastic range there again, Sours, Imperial Stouts, that we we tended to stick on the IPAs, and it didn't we? Um, yeah, yeah. House IPA and the and then they did a house bitter on the cask. So yeah, all in all, it wasn't bad. Actually, their prices were okay. Three sixty for a, a pint of IPA, three point eight percent. Three ninety for a five percent um, house pale. So very reasonable. Um, and yeah, we had a few. We had a few good sessions there. We had a couple of couple it, afternoon sessions, couple of night yeah, sessions. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll have to admit it was a saviour because I'm afraid I was a little bit disappointed. Amble, I looked upon it as being a place like Whitby with a lot of little traditional fishermen's pubs and stuff like that. But it seemed to be either end of the spectrum. You either had four or five traditional pubs that weren't very welcoming, as you say, or they had one was electric beer, mm. or the places where you could find real ale, they were either coffee bars or they were, yeah, a converted... It, whilst it had been the TIC, it, you would have thought it maybe been a converted, <laughs> converted toilet. It really was just like a black-walled <laughs> garage. It dang on it, yeah, yeah. Uh, It had no character going for it whatsoever. Good range of beer, but I think because of the fixtures and fittings, it certainly wasn't busy the couple of times that we went in there, whereas compared to the brewery, and I said to you, Mike, I said, look, I said, you know, if you can serve real ale and get a good atmosphere going, people will yeah. come up, and it was obvious yeah, that yeah, yeah, there were local yeah. people going to the brewery, there were people on holiday, but that spot was rammed, and yet any other pub in town you took a peek through the doors and looked through the windows and they were completely deserted. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it just showed with the right attitude and, and, and doing it right, you know, you could probably Mostly try and... Identified a niche like there, haven't they? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. again, well worth looking out for. So it's the Brewers Beer Company, well worth looking out for. I don't know if you can tell Bruce on that picture, which was Nick's pint, which was my Oh, Callum, definitely guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say I made him have one of those... Very very soupy thirds as well, oh. which is great because we did. Well, we did we did that. We we kind of had a pint and it did. But then we always tried something else as well. And, and so like mango mongo or something. I don't mango know what it mongo. Was. <laughs> so right. So the cock and ball. So the cock and ball is actually listed as number one in the camera guide for Amble, and this is in the previous TIC, the Tourism Information Centre, which is kind <laughs> of in a off. It's kind of off the main kind of dragon Amble on on kind of a little bit about. What's well, tried to be a little bit of a square, but I'm afraid it was full of chip papers and cans of cider, wasn't it? We were there. Um, and like Nick said, as you can see here, it's it's a bit of a weird place for him. It's very dark, a bit dank. Um, the tables literally were look like they'd been scaffolding on the beach. boards. Yeah, scaffolding yeah. boards and, and bits of wood <laughs> off the beach. Um, we went we we went in a couple of times, and I say that we went in we went in what we probably on a Friday Saturday night first went in about nine o'clock, and there was only there was a, there was a, a couple in on one side table. And a very, very inebriated local at the bar who was entertaining us all with his music choice. And at one point, simply just completely fell off yeah. his high stool, smacked on the, on the bar. So, <laughs> anyway, got up, shook himself down, asked, asked for another drink. And then um, I think he was drinking whiskey there. So, yeah. So the Cock and Bolt is kind of, it did serve um, three or four different beers on, uh, quite a range of beer, really, um, keg and cask. And the beer was all right. I think we had a couple of in there. We had we had some different mimics. So yeah, but the atmosphere was a bit weird, really, wasn't it? It was a bit of a funny place, really. So the other place that we kind of rescued us was was again, it looks quite a nondescript place. It, it, we, 
it wasn't in the camera guide, but we had we looked it up. And this was Radcliffe's. So Radcliffe's is a kind of German bar, but <laughs> with a slight twist in that a lot of the beers that it sells, although they had German and Belgian kind of names, I think actually a lot of them were brewed quite local. Um, so it's quite strange, really. And this is one of the new units right by the quayside. Um, you know, very quite a nice uh, thing. And so there's a picture of Nick just wandering in there. And again, it was great that they, they did they did tasters. They actually did quadruple tasters, which was quite nice, wasn't it? Because you could have they could have four beers then, and it wasn't too badly priced. Well, they had, they had, I think they had. Did they have four amp pumps on the bar? And then and they had four pumps on the bar. The way yeah, around, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so you could have you could try all four, which was great. Um, this is Mark. He apparently it was the only reason. I think he unfortunately took it over just at the start of COVID. Um, but I think we had a chat with him on the uh, last the second time we were in there. And I say, although it's very much German focused, and and people yeah. were drinking German beers, and you oh, get, continental, I think continental. You always cause... get the nice, you know, the glasses, didn't you? you get the proper glasses for everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, actually, quite a few of the beers were actually brewed by locals, local breweries that brewed a Belgian beer, brewed a German beer, um, as well as some kind of continental ones as well. So, all in all, it wasn't too bad, really. It was uh, again a nice. We didn't obviously the weather wasn't great. It got a nice little bit of a sitting out area. They did coffee and breakfast in the day, so it was quite busy all day long. It didn't it didn't stay open that way, didn't it? Because we, we got kicked out a couple of times at nine o'clock, wasn't it? They were kind of last uh, orders, wasn't yeah. it? So I mean, like it's that. the sort of place you wouldn't go for a session, really, because of the strength of the beers. Yeah. And yeah. you know, once again, it it, it it was a bit more pricier than uh, than the the, the brewery. Yeah, which I mean, is... the prices there are they've got they've got a dunkel. We, we like that dunkel. The dunkel was five forty five for a pint, mm. and that was five point five percent. They had the Menabre Lager, that's Italian, isn't it? At four ninety five. And then the Belgian beer was at 6%, um, which is that Bruges Dissolve Blonde. But I think that's the one that was brewed by Rig and Furrow, wasn't it? I'm going to come on to that in a minute, actually, because that was, that was quite that was quite a quiet thing. Actually, in that area of Northumberland, as always, there is a remarkable number of, you know, small upcoming breweries. So, again, I came across something actually after we came home, and there's, a, there's first and last brew in Elsdon. There's a Rig and Furrow. They're the ones that were making Belgian type farmhouse beers mm. for that bar there. Brewery's beer, we've mentioned Amble. There's also something called Credence Brewing in Amble. There's the Grounding Angels Brew in Hexham. There's a Cheviot Brewery in Fort Etal. Twice Brewed in Aidan's Wall. Muckle Brewing at Hot Whistle. Bear Claw at Berwick. Annick at Annick and Allendale uh, up the road at Allendale. So, and again, I've got to say, in most of those bars we've just talked about, they did have some of these local beers in as well. Um, and the one we were drinking it quite a lot, it was that run hot run, wasn't it, from Rig and Furrow, which is kind of literally it's a bit like the um, Brad Bradfield, you know, I think Bradfield Bradfield beers. Mm. Yeah, um, we had that in uh, Walkworth, didn't we? In the yeah. uh, the hotel, just in the shadow of the castle. You remember, they yeah, were right also there. brewing one of those Belgian beers <clears> in the right <throat> Radcliffe, as well. He told us so, it's, <clears> which is kind of uh, yeah, interesting, really. So <clears> that was worth a look in was the German bar. Uh, the other one we went to that's a bit posher was the old boathouse. This is listed by camera. Uh, this is mainly a seafood kind of restaurant. And, and as you see there, they do a very, very nice fish platter that we went there on, on New Year's Eve. That was very nice. Um, and thankfully, they had quite some good beer on them. They only had one hand pump on, but uh, they had Tyneside Blonde, which is from the Hadrian Border Brewery. And we're a few of those, Nick. Um, mm -hmm. And this is in one of those shacks right on the harbour side there, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. And just across the way from that was the fish shack. 
Uh, and this also, again, had this actually had quite a range of beers on the fish shack. Uh, a little bit snooty that we couldn't get a table yeah. and they had some sheds. So we ended up sitting there where the hairy bacon's sitting, for those of you that uh, watch on YouTube. And I think we went, me and Nick were supping at Allendale, Pennine Pale in there. But then about four or five beers on, didn't we, Nick, in there? Again, we just got a bit put off by the kind of welcome that we got. Or we queue at the door. That's yeah. what we wanted. Well, we want a drink. Oh, where are you sitting? Well, you've got a shed out there that's empty. Oh, no, that's reserved. So where can we sit then? Oh, we can sit outside the picnic benches. And once yeah. again, this was about half past six, seven o'clock on a December evening. Uh, New could have been New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they might have had the shed reserved. But, you know, all they had to say was like, well, you can have it for half an hour. Lads. Half an hour then, said, yeah. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. there we are. So anyway, it's definitely worth a lovely day in the summer because uh, again, this, again, great fish, uh, fish, obviously seafood. If you fancy that, so but again, we we didn't we didn't eat in this summer. We, we went for a pint, and yeah, in the end, they were all right with it. I think we had, we might have had another one in there as well. Um, the other two pubs we kind of we were, we visited while we were there. We've mentioned the Amberlin, which has got a um, uh, travel. Well, it's not a travel; it's their own kind of chain, isn't it? Uh, it's one of the one of the in collection that uh, growing yeah. massively at the moment. Massive, massive expansion. Uh, they've been funded by uh, a finance group called Alchemy, and also it's that uh, Oak Green Bank. Um, so, yeah, certainly in the north of England, Cumbria, over to Lake Districts, and even around here, North Yorkshire, they're, they're buying up every property. They're the ones who bought up Dean Court, Brooks, in York. So oh, really? they are expanding massively. So this yeah. is a new build, because we actually went to the, uh, the Coast Guard, uh, what was it called, in Blythe. And once again, that's an impressive new build pub. Yeah, or it's basically yeah. new build. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's an edge of town. Uh, it is, yeah, you know, it's one of these, it's kind of, you, yeah. you'd say, if you didn't look at who was on it, you'd say it was a brewer's fair or something like yeah. that, but it's yeah, yeah. purpose. Big eating area, nice big outside area. I would think during lockdown, they did all right because they've got yeah. a huge, great outdoor area. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, the, 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 the normal culprits on the bar uh, from the uh, from the Doom Bar stable, uh, mm. you know, Green King. Whilst, whilst I think the in-collection are independent, they tend to stick to, uh, to yeah, that I mean, range I think of years. We, we were in there kind of betwixtness, weren't they? So I guess, you know, they'd had bees at Christmas and, and maybe they, it wasn't in. <coughs> and then the other place we called in was a Snowy Owl, which is one of the uh, vintage inns, um, which is in Cramlington, which is just on the road, about half an hour from Amble. Uh, and obviously vintage inns normally have a fairly good range of beers. And I think the Black Sheep was it. I think we drank it there. Nick, and there was a local one as well, wasn't there? Which is okay, obviously, with the vouchers and your, your pounds off and everything. No, they've, well, they, yeah, but they've reduced the butters, off for now. They still do 10, 10% off a pint. I think take it out to 10 pence now, which uh, right. is right, that generous. Yeah, because, I mean, you're looking at you're at least a £4 in a vintage now for a pint real ale, so yeah. it's summer, but it's it's not compared to, you know, four quid with 10% off, brought it down to £3.60. Now, as I say, 10 pence off four quid, it's £3.90, so it's still... Mm, it's better now, I suppose, but... It's strange, because, I mean, I know both from around here, you do get a few regulars who go drinking, and I think it's probably quite useful money, so I bet that's not them a bit, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, they, take, they tend to be more aimed at uh, eating, don't they, don't they, James? They tend to be more kind of food-based, don't they? So, mm. and, well, whilst they always offer a couple of good beers, I think they're obviously making their money on the um, uh, on, on getting you eating. So, um, I think we, we actually end up Nick, in the um, uh, Radcliffe's German bar, and I... I think we're having some, um, it might be Dunkles we're drinking then, but I ended up on the quack, and right. mainly because maybe because they're that fantastic glass that so you have to kind of uh, hold, um, in the wooden stand. So, uh, that was quite strong, yeah. It was, I think, uh, I think that was my round, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, that was a good show. And then we just we managed to get into one beer just elsewhere. So nearby Walkworth, which has got a, a very prominent castle, which you can see from Amble, it kind of linked the kind of two villages that are almost joined together. Quite a nice walk at the Nickel on the River there that I know you did mm. when we'd gone there. Yeah. Um, and a, a bit of a bit of a mix here, because in the camera guide, this is called the Sun Inn, but actually it's it's the well, I, don't know, I, I presume they are the same business, aren't they? It's the Sun Hotel on one side and the Castle Brew House on the other side. And the actual bar that you drink in is the Castle Brew House. Um, and so that's a picture that we've got there uh, with the dogs outside again. They've got a nice sitting area that's directly opposite Walkworth Castle. So if, if it's a nice afternoon where you've got big dogs, you can see outside and look at the castle. We actually managed to get inside. Uh, and again, there's a picture of the bar there that, uh, as I mentioned, we were, we were drinking that um, hot run, hot, hot run, hot there, which was very nice. Um, very busy bar, wasn't it? If you remember right, it was, it was yeah, a lot of people eating again, a lot of families. Yeah, yeah, but I can see there the, 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 for those on YouTube. Uh, the middle picture, Castle Brew House, he says, once and then this is the Sun Hotel on the other. And uh, I, said, I look at the camera guide, still calls it the Sun Hotel for some reason. But they don't brew beer there, do they? they, they no, no, I think it's, it's just a, bit a, weird. A, link, a link to the castle, really. That's the Castle yeah. Brew House. And there's a couple of other pubs in Walkworth, but that's the one we tend to use, and that was okay. And then it's weird in Walkworth. Walkworth reminds me of a, of, 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 a, of a village in the Cotswolds. You've got a you've got a high street with a raised pavement down either side, and it it, it, it declines from the castle. So, you know, if you stand where the castle is and look down, you've got this long high street. It, it, the colour of the stone as well reminds me of a, a place in Gloucestershire. It's always a bit weird when you drive down there. Mm. Then, Nick, you managed a solo hike. Mm. You went for a walk. And you, you, the one pub that we hadn't been to was the Wellwood Arms in, Ham, in, in Amble. Yeah, well, that's another wet day. I decided to go for a, a bit of a twitch down the, uh, down the estuary. So the road that connects Amble to Walkworth, um, it runs alongside the estuary and there was, being that time of year, a lot of migratory birds and stuff in there. So I had a walk up there, got to the far end, it started raining and raining and raining, came back and this is the last pub as you go of Amble on that road. So it's always looked okay. Uh, so I popped in there, uh, said to the landlord, have you got a place where you don't mind me dripping? He said, oh, you're all right. I said, no, I said, I'm really wet. So I actually just stood the bar. I think they had uh, two or three real ailers on there. Once again, quite a few people eating, quite a few older locals in there. So good atmosphere, good pub inside. And yeah, it's a shame we only found it in the last day because I think that could have been one of our regular haunts, Mike. Uh, mm. Even though once again, it was a little bit of a further walk out for us where, from where the, the, the accommodation was. But uh, definitely uh, go back in there, uh, you know, uh, if we go to Amble again. Very good. So I think that rounds up our little, just a, just a quick, quick update on kind of our New Year uh, ramble around Amble, as I called it. So again, well, you know, it's it's a lovely little place, fantastic beaches up there, uh, very quiet. If you're into your history, you've got some lovely castles. Uh, if you're into Harry Potter, um, quite, quite a lot of the scenes of Hogwarts were filmed at uh, Annick. Um, obviously, you're not, you're not too far from your castle, uh, and obviously you've got Berwick as well, and the Scottish borders. So, um, yeah, we we had a good a good few days there. Definitely somewhere you go back to as well. So that's uh, that's another episode in the bag. Uh, I said we, we kind of haven't really got a, a, a massive plan at the moment. Um, so the last episode I kind of did a Todd and just kind of read through our little trip that um, we'd had in York and Tadcaster. Um, we we probably got to do one we could do one about Whitby because I know Nick and I have done that as I mentioned uh, Beer Town which is uh, Malton's kind of 
brewing kind of get together festival that is taking place on Thursday the 21st, Friday 22nd, and Saturday the 23rd of April this year. So I think that's kind of Easter. I think it's either weekend after Easter, isn't it? That's that's a lot, that's the end end weekend when school's going back. I think. Yeah. So I probably will plan to get to, up to Malton. So I don't know whether we're going to plan maybe to have a do there. Um, see how we feel about that. As I mentioned, the other one that is another possibility is the Thornbridge have got there for the first time in two years. They're putting on their festival, which they hold on the uh, the showground and the, the big uh, agricultural uh, market in uh, in Bakewell. So that's that's in the summer. So there's a possibility there that we could do that one. Uh, we've talked about maybe planning a trip to maybe Sheffield, we've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce has talked about, again, maybe another trip to Newcastle. Uh, I know you guys are still hanging out for your northern train tickets. Yeah, I'm just uh, checking out, actually. Yeah, right. Well, no yeah. sand yet, actually. Yeah. Maybe because maybe government are running it now, isn't it? I know. So, but as we say, we could all be we could all be putting on flat jackets and learning how to fire a um, an automatic weapon in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> so who knows? So I think maybe next time then we might just get have a get have a get together, uh, maybe have a beer and just have a chat about thoughts and ideas about kind of as we, as spring. I mean it's, it was quite light actually tonight. We were it was, it uh, was, yeah. Six o'clock wasn't it? I was the football was on as well. So that probably gonna be our, our next episode, and obviously catch up on any more updates to Beery News and any travels that we have. So, gents, anything else you want to add for this to this, uh, this episode? No, I don't think so. Let's hope we're all here in a couple of weeks' time and, you know, still talking about this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay, Bye. I'll play the funky music and we'll see you all uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. See you then. <laughs>